0: Hey there, before we get started, just a little disclaimer. The following episode is going to be based on a topic that some people may find a little sensitive, that is Black history, faith communities, non-belief, and the way those things all play on each other. With that said, we welcome you, but if you feel like you may want to put this off for another time when you're ready to go down that rabbit hole, this is a good time to put it in the saved folder and come back whenever you're ready. Otherwise, let's go. Coming up, how the idea of a Doubting Thomas is used to suppress dissent, alienate allies, and create fear. On this episode, we'll explore the lived experience of heretics in black families and faith communities from Christianity to Islam and even Yoruba traditions. That and more
1: on where we're headed. Free we thought stories, gender, politics, blackness. Education, doubt, critique, science, achievement, engineering, Africa, America, and more, America!
2: In the Holy Quran, Allah says, I created you in the womb, and one of you is a believer, and the other is a disbeliever. Allah is saying that he creates both. Hold on, croissant. All right, around here, we say grace first. Oh. Oh. All right, mm-hmm. Zoe, lead.
1: Um, I don't know if I feel comfortable leading grace when I'm not sure if I believe in God.
0: I'm glad to finally meet you. Thank you. Jill's told me a great deal about you, and- Well, it's nothing like meeting face-to-face. Thank you, Lord, for this food. We ask you to bless our guest, Jack, and this special meal and our time together. In Jesus' name we pray.
2: Amen. Amen, Amen. let's eat. Amen, Amen. let's eat.
3: Oh, your parents must be very proud. Oh, yes. I wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. But What do you mean you wouldn't know? We haven't talked in 10 years.
2: Are they in some kind of a coma?
3: We had a falling out over religion. Yours or theirs? Both, in Mm -hmm. fact. Oh, well, what are they? They're Baptists. all right. <laughs> and you are? I'm an atheist.
1: I'm in you new know, need
2: helping of those bourbon mashed potatoes. So you don't believe in God? Damn!
3: So what about Jesus? You don't believe in Jesus either? So you became an atheist when?
1: Uh, maybe somebody dropped you on your head when you were a baby or something like that.
3: With all due respect, sir, we just have different philosophies. That's all. I don't have a philosophy. I have a
1: faith praise his We were preached that that you're not a god person, that you're a person who's deeply in awe. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, I'm not a god person and um do I argue against my friends who are, you know, religious, Buddhist, Jews, Christians? Do you consider yourself but, atheist? I'm an atheist and um but you're in the awe. Uh, yeah, but, you know, I, I don't understand why anybody would find, you know, a, a contradiction in that. I can stand at, the, at at the beach's edge with the most devout Christian, Jew, Buddhist go on down the line and weep with the beauty of this universe and be moved by all of humanity. My definition of God is humanity and is the love of humanity. And as we return to- you Well, know, I don't call you an atheist then. I think if you believe in the awe okay. and in the wonder and okay. in the mystery, okay. uh, that that is what God is. Okay, That is what God is.
0: I love black people. I love our culture, I love our style, I love our music, I love our food, I love our clothes, I love our hair. I love our eyes, I love our lips, our noses, our accents, I love black people. But there is a love-hate relationship with religious dissent in black culture and in the black prophetic tradition within the black church. Due to the struggles and movements we've had over the years, we're known to have stinging critiques for establishment thinking. We speak truth to power. It's what we do, it's what we've done, regardless of the denomination, tradition, culture or subculture. Olaudah Equiano in London. Makandal before the Haitian Revolution. Nat Turner's Rebellion. Sojourner Truth's Ain't I as a Woman. Although she probably didn't talk like that, but that's a sidebar. The Garveyites. Fannie Lou Hamer, Nation of Islam and Malcolm X. Martin Luther King and so many more up through Reverend Al, Reverend Ike, Cornel West, Michael Eric Dyson, Oprah Winfrey, Carlton Pearson and so many more. A host of scholars and thought leaders to this day have modeled for us an acceptable form of social critique that openly speaks to and includes includes theists and believers, but get shy and anxious about including the non-believer or those who dare to doubt. The biblical story of doubting Thomas is often cited as a warning to stay clear from doubt. No matter how righteous the cause or how reasonable the issue or the anger is, doubt is to be discouraged or worse, demonized. When put on repeat, This has the effect of not only keeping everyone in line and conformity, but this attitude also serves to otherize our own brothers and sisters and non-binary folks who are also speaking truth to power, even amongst our own. And it has peculiar implications for how we talk about black liberation and the state of the black union, as Tabitha Smiley would have said years ago. Must theism and faith be protected and maintained at all costs? all costs? Even when critically discussing black resistance and movement politics, I myself have seen insightful black thinkers, politicians, and academics and pastors articulate a radical vision for change in our communities while still finding ways to exclude, condescend to, mock, or downright ignore black skeptics, atheists, and secular humanists. All in service of squashing doubt and being able to say, they didn't take my faith. The message is and has been loud and clear. Don't let your wokeness and your consciousness take away your salvation. It's okay to be skeptical about whether pastor's taking too much from the collection plate, uh, whether or not he's buying too many Cadillacs, doubts about the legality of stopping and frisk in our communities. Yeah, yeah, we can, we can get together and we can speak truth to that kind of power. Skepticism about whether or not white Jesus is coming to save us? Some of us are on board with that. But doubts about whether or not angels are actually watching over us after you name the tragedy that's happened in our communities, well, that's just not permitted. In my lifetime alone, I've seen this exemplified in everything from that famous Good Times episode to the Black Consciousness Movement of the 90s and the deification of all things Kemet to the romanticization of Europe a religion as a powerful firewall able to prevent slavery from ever even happening. How about President Obama's convoluted regard for atheists in his last days in office? Steve Harvey's comments about non believers, or Professor Michael Eric Dyson's comments here at the CBC Congressional Black Caucus in 2019.
3: Just on the uh, just to piggyback on that, break, especially, you know I, know, I know some of us heard that, did hear it about their non belief. So, so the reality is that there are many more ministers than you might suspect who are inclined to still be open. For a variety of reasons, a because of their growth in their own theology, understanding how complicated the truth is, questioning their own pathway, not necessarily losing their faith. Right? Remember the saying that says, "Beware of the priest uh, who loses his faith but keeps his job." So you are right. You are clear. Right? You are clear about it. There was a, a, a minister named William Augustus Jones who had a cousin named William R. Jones. And William Arjong was a non, you know, a believer in the way you're speaking about, right? He talked about humanocentric theism. He said, why don't we get post religious? A lot of people don't want to hear that and do that. But ministers who are invested in the redemption of their communities are arrogant enough to believe or holy enough to believe, even if you ain't no believer. It don't make no difference. It ain't (laughs) what you believe, it's the service you can render. Because I still think, even though you ain't believing, you might be a vehicle for God to speak to
0: folk that I love. God is a good God, yes, He is. Now, that's not just a song or a catchphrase, it's theology. And its response is as built in to our culture as maybe some would say this song is for Texans. (laughs) Big and the <laughs> we believe God is good all the time, and all the time is good, even when it's to our detriment, especially when it's to I our detriment. God. You love
1: God, what's wrong with you? I love God. You love God, what's wrong with you? Whoops!
0: Now don't get me wrong, I appreciate the songs of Zion and the songs that our ancestors sang that got us over and got us through. Hard times that I wouldn't even begin to be able to understand. Our culture is rich and our songs are complex and our feelings are human. But as a people, one of our biggest blind spots is often not being able to contemplate the incompatibility of the good God narrative and the good God songs and the good God ideas with black people's historic and present day struggles for liberation, self-actualization, and dignity. For black freethinkers and freethinking activists who dare to do so, we're looked at askant or often overlooked altogether in the struggle for justice and representation at our own tables. What would it
1: mean? What would that look like? for atheists and non-believers to actually be able to freely exercise. What that means for us is to consistently be at the table with everyone else in this community to hear not just our perspectives but also to include us and incorporate us in the work that is being done. our religious or non-religious beliefs do not have to be at the forefront. That we can focus on the actions and the issues at hand and put our religious differences to the side. That's what it means for us. Thank you.
4: Uh, I've never, I never attended Azusa in all those years. So I mean, as far as the, I watched Carlton from TV, and my wife would tell you I loved him from television. But my Tensions
0: were high on this Lexi show with the panel of pastors in the Black delegation about 10 years ago when that Carlton that Pearson, Bishop Carlton Pearson, Bush publicly dissented the against the, Church, the doctrine of hell. Uh,
4: the thought of being uh, embracing pantheism. Um, what is that? You're Pantheism over my head. Just... is where God is everything and everything is God. In other words, God, when you believe in pantheism, God is not a distinct and separate being. Everybody is God
0: and God is Bishop Pearson was God articulating a so, real gospel of inclusion in and, love, and love, the very the things that so many in religious, frankly, in religious institutions, frankly, characterize God to be. But, God 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 to be. but Carlton contrary. was resolute and bold and cold with his Bible profound Bible new father, insights. And some the of one one the biggest representatives of black faith on that stage were not having it. In fact, one literally demonized him on the stage in this candid encounter. Here's Pastor Jamal Bryant.
2: You cited when Jesus asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? Trying to get a, a sense of outside perception. Uh, there's there's uh, Dr. Van Geyten uh, a clinical psychological term called vacant esteem. And vacant esteem is different from low self-esteem. Vacant esteem is the absence of esteem. Uh, and when Jesus went to the gatherings, he, he met a man who's filled with the demoniacs. And he asked that man, Uh, what Jesus asked the disciples. He said, what is your name? Uh, And the demoniac responded, my name is uh, Legion, for we are many. Uh, And we find then a polarization within that one sentence because the tense of uh, the person, the personal pronoun shifts twice in one sentence. He says, my name is, singular, uh, for we are many, plural. Uh, So he started to identify who he was but then the demon started to speak for him. So every time he tried to identify who he was, uh, there was a demon that tried to hide what his real reality is. There was something in us that our real reality of our identity so many times is suppressed because when we try to expose who we are in God, demons wanna speak for us. And uh, You gotta get to the place that it is no longer I, but it's the Christ that lives inside. And so while it is that we're glad uh, that you know Joyce, Judy, Jakes, Paul Morton, you put all of them on the stage, but at the end of the day, when the, when the choir stops singing and the melody goes on, after Colton is alone with Christ, what it is, I want, do you know who you are? Do you know who your name is? Not Azusa, not on the border, of Oral Roberts, not from PTL, but from 700 Club, not from any of that. Do you know who you are? Not in inclusion, but in identity. And what I'm hearing is the same sound Of the man with broken chains who began to wound himself, trying to come out, but didn't know how to get complete release. And so we are not—we are, in fact, you're correct—halfway that we're coming to you, but we're coming to you not to join you, but to get the chains off you. Uh, To say that there is, in fact, a place of breakthrough, an absolute healer, and I don't want to—I don't—I don't want to overstep. I don't want to overstep my bounds, uh, Lexi, because if we were in a college, uh, university, seminary um, uh, forum, then what... Dr. Van Guyton, uh is suggesting for an intellectual stimulus plan would be appropriate. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, we, we messed up. I don't know how it was planned or orchestrated. We're in church. Yeah. And, and because we're in church, uh, this is a place where things are buried, where things are resurrected, and where things are baptized. And what it is that Bishop Pearson has declared publicly, he still believes in prayer, still believes in miracles, and still believes in the power of God to change and, and to transform. In and still Believes that's in
0: Christ. Not Christ. Absolutely, and unless I we'll forfeit. Uh, my... I'm Rogier, and you're listening to Where We're Headed. Are you currently on a faith journey of your own? Are you questioning, seeking to find community in a way that's outside of traditional religious institutions, or reimagining yourself in relationship to your community and your surroundings as a formerly religious person? You're not as alone as you think you are. There are communities and people and organizations that exist to help people like you in your own journey along the way of life, in your questions, in humanism, free thought, in social justice, education, LGBTQ advocacy, scholarships, and more. You are absolutely not the only one. There are others like you and we're organized, we're engaged, we're active, we're protesting, communicating, and we're trying to live healthy lives as best and ethically as we possibly can and to have a little fun along the way. Learn more about some of these organizations like the ones that have produced this podcast, Where We're Headed. You can find out more at AmericanHumanist.org and blacknonbelievers.org. That's the American Humanist Association at americanhumanist.org. And on Facebook, search us at Black Nonbelievers of D.C. and Black blacknonbelievers at blacknonbelievers.org. Find us online, support today, check us out.
4: What I'm, what I'm concerned about is that, that sixth principle, that if you had fellowship with God, and then you rejected him, you would spend all eternity separated from God. I don't believe that. You don't believe that? No, no. But you wrote that. Yeah, well, I also preach scriptures. I've evolved from that principle. I don't think you can ever be separated from God eternity because God is omnipresent. His mercy endures forever. Mm-hmm. I, you cannot really be no more, no more separated from God than you can from air. Yeah. You just may change form. But a lot of, see, our Bible is a book of myth, magic, and miracles. A lot of the myth, the mythical Christ, there's a mystical Jesus, and there's a mythical Jesus. There's a mythical you. And then there's the mystery of who you really are. Most of you don't know that. I'm still learning that. I know who Bishop Carlton Pearson is. I know who the Azusa preacher is. I know who the one who could preach drug addicts. I mean, I've I've helped many people in preaching. But I'm also helping people now. I just can't help you, maybe. But there are other people. Jesus said, I have sheep of another fold, of other fold. I'll go to them. I'll leave the 99 and go to that one category of people who, who want what I have to offer. It hurts that I can't share with both of you. But I cannot turn my back and respect me on the people I do reach and the, the whole new audience that God is giving me. And I won't name a bunch of names. I know the church, PTL, TBN, 700 Club, Oral Roberts, Catherine Kuhlman, Shambach, Bishop Mason, who the man spoke disrespectfully of. I saw him when I was in, in 1961. Uh, I love Bishop Mason, love Charles Blake. He married me, his daddy ordained me. I know Bishop Patterson spoke his inaugural when he became a bishop. Miles and Jakes and Joyce and Janice and Jude. I know y'all. I know everybody. I love them. They may not understand me, but I'm cool. You can preach and get the folk happy and shout. I've done that with the best and rest. Frankly, that bores me, because a lot of it's circus and candy. Not all of it. When that anointing is there, it's different. But I, I, I if you just pray for me, I'm not coming back. You're coming to where I am.
0: Being demonized, that is actually likened to a demon in hell for daring to think for yourself or outside of the box is an ugly impulse that has all too often been documented in church history and black church history. You could feel the palpable anxiety in the room and the tension. As Carlton was trying to include people, essentially, and speak truth to power, daring to express or expose well-considered doubt about ahistorical, unethical, and/or unedifying belief systems. These are the battles that we fight in our families, in our communities, and our churches. Remember, Bishop Carlton Pearson was, and still is, a vanguard for the Black evangelical movement of the last 50 years. A true patriarch. And he was reviled and exiled ultimately for thinking for himself and daring to speak up and to speak out. Anti-atheist bias is not just a cool way of applying new pejoratives and making up new terms for the latest outmoded group for cancellation. It's a serious indication of religious intolerance within our community and a huge blind spot for distorting our view of our struggles, our setbacks, our families, and our resources.
1: Fortunately for us, it has met the denial of our existence as atheists, humanists, non-believers, etc., the humanist and atheist perspective has been historically been downplayed and ignored. For example, we look to um, one of the most defining months in this year, Black History Month, with Dr. Carter G. Woodson, who was an African-American historian, who actually challenged the institution of religion in the church. And we are looking to... Also redefining and reshaping the narrative that has always been present within our community, and there has been a privilege within not just the United States, but with also within the Black community, that that sees religion and our faith to be the go-to. That there are no Black atheists. That there are no um, there are no non-religious folks, and that somehow, you know, we, we, we don't exist and that we don't have anything to contribute when that has been the furthest of the truth.
0: We don't deny
1: the freedom to practice religion, but understanding that there are those of us in our community who historically and presently have let it go all together and that is okay, that we still belong to this community and have contributed to the community for years And so that is a part of reshaping that
0: narrative for us. For myself and so many others, the deconstruction and de-indoctrination process was done in secret with little outside advisement. It was a journey embarked upon out of curiosity and to be honest, a devotion to my faith. And in my case, where I ended up and how I ended up was done through a patient process of love for humanity, self-respect, and self-love. As someone who's experienced and who still experiences this phenomena of anti-atheist bias and demonization for daring to doubt, let me just say that it is possible to love black people Black history, Black culture, and no longer give credence to harmful, incoherent doctrines, dogmas, and traditions. Too many of our own have shunned, insulted, offended, excluded, and literally demonized us for having questions, taking a stand, or simply saying, I was wrong. I changed my mind, or I don't believe that. We'll be right back after this break. If you like what you're hearing, or you're curious about these and other subjects, visit our Legacy Video Program archive. It's online on our Black Nonbelievers YouTube channel. You can look it up at Black Nonbelievers Inc, all one word, directly. You can find every Legacy video from season one and season two there. Plus, much, much more. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. See you online. before we go, we'd like to thank you for listening and subscribing to this new podcast. It's a brand new effort, takes quite a lot of work, and we're super happy to have you. Here's some feedback from one of our listeners and friend to the show. Okay.
2: No lie. The Puritan one with Paula? Chow,
1: This is good. I'm not done yet. Baby, this is fire. I need you to know right here, right today, testifying at my desk, baby. My hands are on the desk. Fist is raised. I'm telling you, y'all got me fired up. Like, your podcast is, is, like, giving me so much life. You know, I consider myself, like, listening to what you're saying. I, I can relate to humanism and free thinking and yeah
0: that was friend to the show ananda thank you for your genuine message i promise y'all i didn't have anything to do with that and if you want to leave feedback you can go to www.podbean.com or on whatever platform you're listening to this on that's www.podbean.com or just look for the link in the show notes That's it for this short edition of Where We're Headed, but stay tuned for our very next episode right after this as we introduce Verdell Wright and his talk about Good God Gone. Next time on Where We're Headed.